you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Inc., the Google Ads Agency. I want to talk to you about the psychology of Google Ads. I think a lot of Google Ads managers tend to focus way too much on the button pushing, so the tactical implementation, and not nearly enough on the the psychology behind the consumer, so their intent, what it is that they're doing, looking for, interested in, attempting to learn, where they are contextually, both in terms of like the funnel, timeline, device, all those things. And, and not to oversimplify things, but I do think that social media marketers, so like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, those folks tend to be very creative. So they kind of uh, emphasize these things and maybe to a fault, and they don't look at the data quite enough as a stereotype, generally speaking. And then the Google ads managers, because we're a bunch of data nerds, like we look at the data at the exclusion of all else. But it's really important to, to become a, a more rounded marketer. And I'm speaking to myself, I struggle with this as much as anybody else does. But this conversation stems from a, a conversation that I was having with my business partner. He and I were on a plane back from one of our largest clients out in Florida. And we don't go visit clients often, but this is a really big client. And we were just talking about some of the big fail points we see with other Google ads agencies and talking about like, why is it that we earned these folks? They're a publicly traded company. They spend buco bucks and they went through all the ivory tower agencies. Most of those clients don't make their way to us because, you know, there's kind of a, there's a weird echo chamber that they end up through where they're going through ivory tower agencies and the ivory tower agencies resell our services. But very rarely do we get our hooks into those people directly. And it's happening more and more recently, which is awesome. But it was interesting with this client. Uh, in particular, that an ivory tower agency couldn't hold them. And it's because ivory tower agencies tend to be way focused on the creative, almost entirely to the exclusion of all other things, which fails almost immediately. Although there's this really weird sense of cognitive dissonance where they, they keep convincing clients that that's still important, which is fun to watch in a sad, morbid way. Or then they're just like beyond data nerds and, and focused on the data to the exclusion of all other things. And they don't pay attention to the psychology or to the creative. And I'm, so I'll give an example. One of the things that you might wanna think about is how important placement is to your specific industry outside of just the, the, the matrix of what it is that you're looking at, like what placement costs you. Um, and a really good example that I can give you is my own business. As a Google Ads agency, you know, oftentimes when you're bidding on search placement, you might think to yourself, well, you know, positions one and two are, 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 they're overpriced, let's say, and I can actually get as much or more traffic, but, you know, paying for positions three or four. And that's true for a lot of businesses. But for a Google ads agency, people are searching for a Google ads agency and they're using Google ads to do it. And if you're position three or four, there's, you're now showing yourself lower in a meritocratic ecosystem. And for folks that don't necessarily understand exactly what that means, that could be a, a value signal. And, and you know, as, as evidence of that, anecdotal evidence, I can't tell you how many times people have said, oh, you were number one, so you must be the best. And it's like, well, if you'd search again five minutes later, I might've been number three, but I'm glad you think that. So, and, and that's not the only one, you know, like emergency plumbing, really good example. A real estate investment, like sell my house fast, those types of things. Anything where, where there's urgency or, you know, potential value indications, your, your position isn't just 
algorithmic. It's now psychological. There's a psychological reason to position the way that you're positioning. And you have to factor that into your optimization schedule. You have to realize like, where is it that somebody would be in order to search for these things? And more to that point, your bid strategy, for instance, like maximize conversions, just as an example, target CPAs or any of those things. Let's say that you're just going wholly after lead count. Well, what that means is, you know, let's say that you're doing that and you're a SaaS product. What that means is you might find yourself on the bottom half of the first page, you know, beneath the fold. So you've got your four pack and then people are continuing to scroll and then your, you know, positions five, six, seven, eight, whatever it ends up being. And you're there because the traffic is there because the people that are researching this particular product and in the software space, you'll see this a lot. They're going to town. The issue with those folks though, is they tend to be non-converters. That's somebody's EA who's putting together every single alternative option or somebody who's demoing features, you know, not necessarily ready to, to, to buy or convert. And so in that particular context, for instance, position is really important too. Another example of where I think psychology plays a massive, massive impact is in product imagery for e-commerce sites. E-commerce store owners have a really bad habit of, of having beautiful images of the product standalone, no lifestyle images. And what they don't realize is, you know, shopping e-com, and, and this is true for Performance Max, it's true for smart shopping, it's very display-based. It's heavy, heavy, heavy in the display. And display-based marketing, if you think about somebody's context, where they are, they're, you know, reading an article somewhere, engaging with a site elsewhere, and your product is there on the periphesis. It's, it's at the periphery of their view. They're not there to look at your product. If somebody's there to look at your product, your standalone white background, you know, soft drop shadow, beautiful imagery, it's great. It's what they want. They want to be able to zoom in and look at the texture and the features and all that good stuff. But if I'm reading an article and your product isn't, isn't, isn't the focus, then your product imagery is actually second to lifestyle images. Because if I see your product, yeah, I don't care. But if I see a pretty girl holding your product and I'm shopping for a purse for my wife and I'm like, oh, my wife's a pretty girl. Now, now all of a sudden there's, 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 there's psychology at play there and, and there's the ability to empathize and to connect. And, you know, every time somebody makes eye contact with your dopamine fires and like all these things that are, are important, they're critically important. But if you don't spend time thinking about where your customer will be when they're looking at the ads that you're placing and all you're doing is this sterile, academic, left-brained, calculated ad placement, you're missing the opportunity. You know, videos are a really good example of this too. If your videos, especially if you're using display-based videos and video marketing in Google, because they're trying to maximize the value of their inventory, it's not just going to be in YouTube. It's not just going to be, you know, skippable in-stream. This could be in display, which by the way, plays on mute. So either you need subtitles, which I think is kind of in a lot of times overplayed because the, the, the inventory also ends up being really small, or you need something that's going to be of value without sound. So, you know, again, there's an overemphasis on the data and an underemphasis on the strategy. And what's interesting too, is that oftentimes needs to come from you, the client. It can't come from me, the ad manager, because that's not what we do. We're not a creative agency. Most Google ad agencies are not. So what I'd encourage you to do is think about who your customer is. If you haven't done a customer avatar, y'all, there are so many workshop sheets, downloadables, one pages. I've got a video on it somewhere. You don't have to use mine, but if you haven't done a customer avatar, like, please do yourself this favor. I'll make sure to link to my avatar here in the description of this video. Now that I'm thinking about it and make a note for myself to do that because I want you to, I want you to have like an immediate go-to, but if you haven't done a customer avatar, do it now, do it now. This isn't something that you just give, you know, lip service to. This is something that you actually like think about and refer back to. And then once you've done your customer avatar, 
as you're building out your campaigns or as you're building out your media, your collateral, as you're building your business or if you're, you're creating things, start to think about how is it this is going to be used? How is it that people are going to engage with your brand? What is it they're looking for? What are their pain points? What is it that they want? Where are they psychologically? Montessori schools are a really good example because we deal with so many Montessori schools because I'm obsessed with Montessori education. They're an example of where placement is actually not quite as relevant or important because they don't need you to be the first school that they see because they're doing 18 months worth of research. These parents, by the way, it's, it's very long time. Full funnel marketing agencies are exact same way. You know, it, with a Google ads agency, I need to have a high placement in a lot of instances because people think that that's, you know, a, a value signal for a full funnel marketing agency. They're doing so much research over, you know, a long protracted period of time that the, the placement isn't quite as important as repetition. Repetition ends up being really important. And then through the repetition, it's like, all right, what do I want you to see? You know, our remarketing ads, we started using pictures of me and John on stage. And we found out that testing that against many other things, that performed better than anything. Because it's like, oh my goodness, they're an authority. Somebody put them on stage. So ask yourself, like, what is it that my customer needs to see if this is the 30-second impression? You know, what is it that I'm trying to constantly communicate and recommunicate on, on an ongoing basis? And so please do your avatar. But then also don't treat Google like it's pure data analytics, robotics. There's also this, this, the creative, the psychology, the, you know, there's the left and the right brain. And we veer left, obviously, y'all, if you've seen any of our videos, to a fault, we veer left. And we're not good at what I just told you. It's why I'm shooting this video, because it doesn't come from us, it comes from you. It's something that I think we can get better at. It's a muscle that I hope to grow over time. And I know that the value in it and the prowess of it but, you know, I think it's important for us to put our skunks on the table and tell you where it is we're really good and where it is that we have improvement opportunities because that's something that you might necessarily need to improve in too. So I hope that this is helpful. Um, so grateful to y'all. Thanks for supporting our channel and hopefully I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions8 at www.sol8.com. That's www.sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.